Welcome to Brothers Red. After coming very close to a quadruple last season, the players have had a rest. Uh, they're still on a pre-season at the moment. Klopp wants another couple of weeks of pre-season out of them, even though the season starts on Saturday, an early kickoff away at Craven Cottage against Fulham. Uh, we're feeling refreshed. Hopefully the boys are too. Looks as though they're in good shape because they picked up a nice victory against Man City in the Community Shield on Saturday, 3-1 victory. And uh, it's been quite an interesting summer, hasn't it, guys? Because, you know, you've got players coming in, players going out. And I suppose the, the obvious thing to start with is that we've lost uh, probably a club legend, haven't we, really, in Sadio Mane, gone from the club. Andy... Were you surprised that Mane went? Because he said, didn't he, quite oddly before the Champions League final that he was going to make an announcement on his future. And it seemed to me, I think Carragher said the same, actually, that it, he's not going to leave. He's basically going to stay. And then after the final, he said he's, he's leaving and he's gone to Bayern Munich. Well, it's disappointing, wasn't it, I think, because... It said to me that he was there was no way he was going to go, and he was sort of flirting with the Liverpool fans, saying, oh, "You'll know," and then smiling, and then in the same breath, then behind the scenes, he was obviously trying to engineer a way out of the club. So it just left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, really, about the way he left because he's such a club legend, isn't he? He's such a good player, and I think Liverpool fans would have respected the fact had he said, "I suppose he couldn't say before Champions League, could he?" Because it would have disrupted the team. But you know, had he just been candid about it to say, "Look, I want a new challenge." Just the way the way it happened was. A... I don't. I don't think he knew how to react. Maybe because no, it was it's... probably a tough decision for him. But I think sometimes there's something in, isn't there, that giving a warning before making a big announcement. So maybe he was just advised. Well, Klopp has just, said just that he make, knew. Just, just make yeah, yeah, just just warn the fans and then. Yeah, I mean, certain certainly that's so like... out of the blue. Yeah. yeah, maybe he just wanted to tip people off yeah. that something was going to happen. But I, I don't get that impression at all. I don't know what you think, Fran, but I've no, uh, I, I didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth at all. For me, you know, he, he's, he's been unbelievable for us and he wants a new challenge. And uh, he did a brilliant sort of leaving interview, didn't he, uh, with LFC TV. And um, yeah. I'm just slightly. So slightly worried, fan. Whether whether we're going to feel his absence during the season. No, I agree. With, I agree with what you're saying there because I don't think he's left a sour taste. Really, end of the day, he's been a great servant for the club, hasn't he? Scored loads of goals, gave us loads of great times at the club. And as you rightly said, you'll never actually know the ins and outs of why you wanted to leave. But for the new challenge, is what we've been told, isn't it? And obviously, Bayern Munich is still, you know, a big club. But I was a little bit surprised. I, I was surprised. I didn't think he was going to leave. But do you think it was? it's good for us, though, to freshen up things up a little bit, isn't it? Because if Mane would have still been there, then you would have expected him to start type thing. So it, freshens, so up, competition, it though, freshens up the front three, doesn't it, as well? And, and sometimes you have to move on. So I think it was a good... I think it was good overall. I think if you lose Bobby as well, then that's different. Just on that point, Matt, it's interesting how Liverpool... I mean, talk about Salah, whacked out so much money for Salah and yet, unless Mane was of the view that he was gonna, he was gonna go, and the club couldn't persuade him, it wasn't on 
very good wages, Marnie, for the for his ability and yeah, how much his contribution. Just it, it's almost a tale of two contracts that mm. they've looked for Salah and you thought we've got to get got to get him here. And Marnie, Liverpool seem less fussed about it. It's so surprising because Salah does score all the goals, but Marnie is so instrumental to the team. So I'm a bit more pessimistic. I know Nunes is coming, but I I think that's going to leave a gaping hole. Really do well, Paddy. Paddy, do you do, do you think that part of the reason why he communicated apparently last summer or whenever it was that he wanted to go is because he probably felt like he wasn't in some way as valued as Salah or felt like he was playing second fiddle to Salah because there's a lot of um, unintentional rivalry between them because of they're both being African players. Yeah, but I think it's just. I think that was I think that was a that was one part of it, but I think he uh, just wanted a bit of a new challenge. To be honest, he'd been there for so long. It's very rare that you see um, a strike force stay together for more than three or four seasons. There was rumours that he wanted to go before lot before the pandemic, and he stayed a little bit longer than what he first thought. So I think I think personally, the way he handled it was. Was was really good. We've had some difficult, um, difficult days when when some of our top strikers have left, the top players have left, and I think the way Mane did it, um, he'd give everything to the last last game. He'd give a great interview, and you can kind of understand him kind of wanting something new. I think he, I think he left in the right way. I wonder from Liverpool's point of view, the contract is quite an interesting one. Like if you've got Salah and Mane. Both um, let's say, two hundred and fifty grand a year uh, a week each, or you get a bigger contract to Salah for three fifty and get another forward in who's younger on a lower wage. I wonder whether the combined wage is about the same. So Liverpool were like, "Well, hang on, if we do lose Mane, then we can get someone in for the future and for the same kind of cost." Because I mean, a lot of their decisions are based on. The financials as well, aren't they? So well, that well, that um, is the interesting thing. I mean, I, I think it, it, inevitably we're going to miss Mane, but there is that feeling, Andy, that maybe, obviously, maybe you don't feel this way, like what you just said, that Mane was, I don't know, perhaps beginning to show that he, he was on a very slight decline. Um, I mean, his goal numbers are not as high as Salah, but that's a slightly simplistic way of looking at it. But there's been times, hasn't there, where Mane's been a little bit up and down, but he was very strong towards the end of last season, wasn't he? And was probably our our best player, and Salah had actually dropped. So they got the key games as well, James, last year. I'm just thinking of the City game and other big games. Mane scored, even if he's not, you know, he wasn't churning out you know, the real high 20s. The key goals, yeah. Big time player, Mane. I'm not saying Nunes won't be a, a similar design to Mane, but he's a big player. I, I know Paddy said about freshening up the, the strike force, but I always thought that would be natural for uh, Firmino to go because he was fading. Mane seemed to me to still be not in the sort of zenith of, of his of the, or peak of his powers, but he still seemed to be instrumental to the team. So, yeah, I think what's cushioned the blow for me, James, is the fact that we've got this new, young, exciting player that's coming in Nunes and it's, and also with the introduction of Elliot. So I feel, maybe Liverpool fans feel less 
damaged by it. And I think Paddy would maybe take a different view had we not got someone new in. But I mean, are you kind of disputing that Diaz not disputed? But do you think Diaz will score as, as much goals as Mane then? Because that's the question. Isn't I don't it? know Diaz. Is the because very good end of the because he because because Diaz is the is the natural replacement, isn't he? In a way, I think that's why Liverpool fans feel a bit more confident because even with Mane's departure, we've still got an array of talent. Jota injured at the moment. We've got Diaz. We've got now Nunes and Salah, and you can. Into, you know, throw into the mix some of the youngsters as well. It's a good point, though, isn't well. it, James? It's a good point because uh, perhaps uh, Diaz's finishing is not quite up to Mane's standard, is it? I know he's a bit younger, so we're gonna we're gonna lose some goals there in a way, are we? But is his personality his tenacity, Mane? No, no, I'm just talking about getting, I'm just talking about goals. One fundamental point as well, though. Just about goals. Wanted to leave. So well, that's the the up, right? it might have been wages. Well, people the, might have said we're not paying you the amount. Well, well possibly, yeah. and then that will always strike an argument between Liverpool fans. Who would you prefer? If we were to go around now and ask, how do you would you prefer Salah, Salah or Mane? I'd have Salah. Yeah, Salah. Is he gonna be that, Paddy? What was it? What was it? Yeah, no. I mean, I think I think you know you Salah, isn't you, it, you think about the Salah contract coming out i mean i was in that position literally around that time where i was thinking is he actually gonna is he gonna go this summer mm -hmm. because you know presumably if he if he wasn't gonna you know if the club felt that it wasn't going well they're not gonna let him leave are they that might have helped him though james the fact that money went maybe the thought we can't lose seller and money that may have been the tipping point well, the, the club knew that this is the thing the club knew from what Klopp said, that Mane was going next summer, so okay. they could um, plan pl plan ahead yeah. with that. But it, it, I think the the Salah thing is absolutely massive because I think he's a goal machine. And he's still he's still in peak form. It's going to be interesting to see whether whether Diaz can actually convert all his superb interplay into hard. Goals because that's what that he, we need well, maybe to do. Well, that's a good point. But Mane wasn't the finished article when he first came in, he was raw, wasn't he? Taking players on, yeah. I think we're kind of hoping that Diaz can kind of fit into that that same you know oh, scenario because he's gonna need time like to that. develop, isn't he? His goal tally, well, he is, but so it's like an investment you know, in Diaz. What a great start he's had. Oh, he's the he is, he's, he's question Diaz at the moment. The team does look reinvigorated at the moment. I've watched a couple of pre season friendlies, and we do. We look sharp, don't we? And it's surprising. Well, not surprising the preseason stuff, but we do look like a bit of a new team. And maybe, as Paddy or Matt said, it's, it's the team needs to be freshened up. They've had two or three years of going. They, they, they must have took so much out of this team going to the, uh, the Premier League, Champions League. And it may just be that that new influx of, of fresh blood that gives us the edge. I don't know. Paddy, maybe, um, maybe Nunes might kind of. Replace Mane's goals because you know there's no reason why you can't get twenty plus goals. So I think I think uh, Di Diaz. I think Diaz was more of a replacement for Mane. If if they knew a year ago, I think Diaz is such a, a like for like. To be honest, I think he's a bit more, a bit better with his feet. Mane's a bit like push and run, whereas Diaz is a bit of a trickster. But if he come in so seamlessly on that left-hand side and he does all the tiresome uh, running and creating space. and I think that's quite a good 
Um, good like for like, Mane and Diaz. And Diaz has got loads of growth, I think, because as soon as he starts adding a couple more goals to a game, he's, he's the best player in the league. He's so entertaining. He's so good. Um, so that's the one to watch for me this year, Diaz. He's so impressed with him. And I think, I think Nunes, um, I think the idea with him is, is something a bit different. And he's, he is a bit more direct. He still does all the, all the other good things, running into channels and pace over the top. But he's he's gonna be he's, he's he's gonna be a fox in the box. He's gonna be very very direct in his aerial. He's gonna be aggressive, um, which we haven't really seen number nine except when Mane went there at the end of last season. The last yeah. 10, 20 games, Mane was played number nine, and um, I think I think Diaz uh, sorry Nunes can do, can do a bit of what Mane did in that role, going in behind more direct. Um, so I think it's a bit of a change up from Liverpool in terms of the 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 the, the strike force. Did see Mane leaving as tried to use it as an opportunity and tried to plan. I think Diaz was a like for like more, and then Nunes is something a bit different, something to be a bit more unpredictable, something to if we had one weakness, it would be the the low block, or you can you can you can you can defend deep against us, or so maybe Nunes is is the answer to that. So we'll see how that progresses. Yeah, I mean, the the Nunes um, sign-in was, again, talking about the Salah contract deal, quite a surprise. I mean, I I didn't really know that until the sort of, maybe it was the the, the few days or weeks before that that he was an actual viable target. And they've not messed about in terms of the transfer fee. I mean, he's got one proper season under his belt um, in Portugal, have you said Matt he scored six goals in the Champions League, which shows that he can do it against? Yeah, them. he scored six six goals in the and uh, he scored twenty six goals in twenty eight games in the league as well, and he was the league's best player, wasn't he? Well, that's best it. Player, so that's encouraging, isn't it? I mean, we we have and he was so dangerous against us, wasn't he? As well? He was. I mean, he was he a handful look, against us, like wasn't he? You know, he yeah. scored um, another couple. Yeah. Um, and I think we we've spoken about in 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 seasons gone by that we need a, a number nine and kind of Jota became a bit of a number nine if you forget a bit of a fox in the he box did, almost because yeah, we said that you don't way, want to forget it? about Jota he's obviously worried that he's injured but um, of course, yeah. I think the one thing you mentioned low block the one thing for this season is if you're trying to improve you're trying to say well okay we don't have a problem beating teams who come to Anfield, for example, or even when we go to their place and play a low block and play in a very defensive way against us. But there are times when we find it quite difficult to break through those teams. And I don't think that's a reflection of, of our limitations. I just think it's a reflection of the fact that it, it is quite hard to get through a well-drilled, as some of the Premier League sides are now, you know, defensive unit, and we're showing very little ambition and then playing on the break. I think that's a brilliant point. He's big, isn't he? He's big, he's robust. But he worked so well getting picking the ball back up, you know, winning the ball again, which I wasn't, I don't know what you used to think, but I I wasn't expecting him to be sort of like. I I don't think he's a press monster yet, but he he could be, couldn't he? I don't think he needs that. Does he need to be a press monster? I don't know. Everyone needs to work. Yeah, he needs to work, but does he need to be like a Bobby? Attacking force for Klopp. What I like now is that it, it needs to be aggressive. It needs to be intense. I think when Diaz come, um, Nunes comes in, South American, I know he can't pay too broadly with that, 
but he looks quite narky, he's big, he's strong. And you look at that front line now, put Diaz on the left, put Salah on the other side, put Nunes. That's quite a, a vicious... Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's the best like, attack in the world, isn't it? Well, <laughs> almost. I, it, I, I it, it could be. It well, could maybe, be. maybe Grealish, Haaland and Mahrez is not bad, though, is it? But, uh, you know what I mean? It like, looks quite Forever. robust. It's yeah, they're going to compete it's not, for every ball. It's not like, like a, yeah. a flimsy front three. It looks quite vicious. It looks quite strong. And that's what I'm excited about, how... The thing to, that we don't quite know is Mane interlinked so well with the front three, you know, with, with Salah and Bobby and Jota. You'd hope that Nunes would be able to, because he's a good player, be able to integrate quite quickly, but that'll take a bit of time as well. You know, the movements, Clipper work. We saw that last year that we were with Elliot, Salah uh, and Trent moving together on the right-hand side. A similar thing happens on the left as well with, yeah. um, you know, Robbo, Mane. Diaz seemed to have a bit of a strike up that relationship with Robbo at the end of last year. And, you know, Nunes will need time to adapt. But I think James was saying this last week, and I think all the other week, James, James, I think, made the best point, is that it's almost like... James's best point? Well, no, for, for this for this pre-season, it's like Nunes is almost like a, a nightmare for low blocks because you've got, like, a top number nine who's just going to cause absolute havoc in the box. And we've seen it last season... There was some struggle with low blocks because we were we were doing crosses, but there was no one really in there. But now you've got a number nine who's in the box when you can do crosses from a very uh, defensive, very deep well, that line. That's scary because last goal against City um, on the weekend that was just a perfect example of he's a bit of a scrappy, not scrappy, it was nice, nicely finished, but a bit of a it's not scrappy build up, you know, Robbo nodded it down, but just someone right there, mm. you know, from the goal, classically, all of the... I, just one more point, sorry, the way it's in, is think about it, why are Real Madrid and Bayern Munich so successful as well? In their leagues, they'll come across most teams that are playing low back block, it's, it's the number nines, yeah, <laughs> Benzema, Lewandowski, they can just... To score the goals, but yeah... yeah they can score the goals, so what, what I'm trying to say is, it's exciting, I feel, because it's, it's a low blocks worst nightmare to have we don't a, an out and out. Yet, though, do we? No, we no, no I mean, I'm obviously speculating, of Tesla's course. Yeah. Not in on that. No, 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 I'm not saying that he's. No, I'm just saying purely, I guess I'm saying purely from a purist point of view that actually a number nine, a world class number nine is a nightmare for a, yeah. for a low block. I'm not saying Nunez is world class yet, but I'm just saying no. it's a nightmare, isn't it? No, I think, I think with. Um... With Nunez or Darwin, whatever you want to call him, he's got time to bed in because there's no panic. I know Jota's injured, but Firmino can play down the middle. Yeah. And that's why he started, didn't he, on uh, on Saturday. I think when you're looking at um, low blocks, for example, and I think there is another issue about playing the very top teams if they're going to play defensively against us, like Real Madrid did in the Champions League final. You've got Ancelotti saying that we're... We're predictable. I don't think he meant it in a disrespectful way. You think he meant it in a kind of a compliment. But with with Nunes, you can see just from the early snippets that he just goes straight to the goal. There was one moment, and talking about how he can be used, is if you if you are counter-pressing against the low block, if someone picks up the ball in that final quarter, there is someone there to just be... Yeah, that happened, yeah, didn't it? Free- Three times in a game. His yeah. first Henderson chance was a yeah. Henderson yeah. put him through. He came. Uh, uh, Elliot tried there. one. And there's someone else's three occasions. I noticed exactly what I was thinking. 
he's that option, isn't he, through the centre? And there's that eagerness to try and get him through. Like they've been working on that already. Yeah. yeah. I think Pad they're looking for him all the time. Because City playing City is a different game to playing what we're going to be playing week in, week out. You you won't have t- teams playing openly like City do against us. But someone said recently, I can't remember who it was, Pad, that a lot of the time last season we were slinging balls in. In some of those games, maybe when low block games were, you know, we'll, we'll be waiting for that first goal. And obviously it, it came, didn't it? But um, he, he does pose an aerial threat, not just from set pieces, but from just if you're progressing to the final third, he is a central threat, perhaps. Someone like uh, Mane does have that threat. Uh, Firmino, not so much. They are good headers of the ball, but Nunes looks to have a bit more of a physical element to the way in which he can get himself into heading positions. Yeah, I think that's that's spot on. Yeah, if he's a bit more physical, I think uh, Van Dijk commented on it last season when he played against him. He said, uh, I can't remember the quote, but it was it was complimenting that attribute. Um, yeah, I think it's just having variability in the attack. All all the strikers seem to be a bit different. So you've got to change it up. I think Bobby had a good game in the first half against City. I think when you're playing someone like City, um, you need you need Bobby playing for the press. And then when the game opened up a little bit and it's changed in the second half, there's going to be opportunities in space for Nunes. Um, direct balls, channels. So just I think that was a good example of how we might use them this season. Um, the, the two different styles are number nine you've got there. Bobby for the counter press or or Nunes when um, the game is a, not not stretch but um, you need you need something a bit different um, and I, I think it'll change it I think it'll happen the other way as well like you like you're saying when you when you get teams in in deep um, I think what's one of the things from last season to to improve on is we didn't score in, in any in any of the Champions League sorry in any of the finals. We drew a lot of games against the top sides. So when I think when we've been mentioned, I think you mentioned it before, when we mentioned low block and stuff, we don't necessarily mean your your Burnleys. Um it can be the top sides now are just that's how they play against us because it's hard to go against us um just you know, tip for tap. Counter attack, so, isn't it? Yeah, so I think world class players defensively. And then you've got world-class players, like we said, against Madrid, offensively, who can just play on the break. That's quite hard to to, to play against that tactic. Yeah, it's, I think it's just a bit of evolution. And even in those games, though, like Real Madrid's a perfect example. Like Ancelotti said it was um, the real predictable, but it's just so hard to stop. Like, how many chances do we have? That, I think they had, don't want to go back into the Champions League final, but we were the better team on the get, on the night. We created the better chances. You know, we win that game nine times out of ten. So, what yeah. we're doing doesn't doesn't need a big overhaul. Oh, no. um, but you know, a bit of variability. They've you know they've looked at the attack and seen what what kind of things can we do a little bit different. It's not necessarily a plan B. It's a it's a plan A I or something. Do you know what I mean? It's the same plan, but it's a little mm. it's a little tweak. And I think that's what they're looking at in midfield as well with the likes of. Harvey and, and Carvalho and some of the positioning of 
of the full backs. There's just a little bit of same philosophy, most of the same patterns, but how can we get that unpredictability? How can we get that bit of variability throughout the team? Yeah, nice ask as well, Fran. Do you reckon, Fran as well? Do you reckon they can play four sometimes? You know, when they're chasing, chasing that goal, they could play Firmino, Nunes, Diaz, and Salah. That that would be quite. That'd just be another option, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, like you know, like playing that four. Firmino could drop, couldn't he? But well, so he could play in a more of the midfield role. I don't know, possibly. But... Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say is, is that the the Nunes is is it just provides more options, doesn't it? But is is it like a spearhead? It's like a spearhead where you could kind of. But but for example, I mean, I don't. I, I personally, I don't know what you guys think. I think he will play a four three three against Fulham on Saturday, and Nunes will start up front um, because I think Klopp will just has seen enough to say right, we'll throw him in. Um, do you play um, four four forwards because against Fulham? I mean, is it? Well, you think it's too much of a risk, but he, but he could do that because presumably it's going to be attack versus defence. So maybe then you're well, going well, to well, be an option for later on. Yeah, it, maybe, that, you just want that, to maybe that's more first likely. 60, first sixty, and then see. Yeah, I, I think that's more likely because it's very difficult when you're playing a promoted side as well. We seem to get really tough games at the start of the season. Tails up. Tails up. Yeah, I think so because. Once you get halfway through the season, you start getting kicked and you start losing a few results. Mm. And you kind of lose that winning mentality from, from doing so well in the championship. So I think on that point, I think it's probably better to just not yeah. not play four. But yeah, I think we've got the options. We've got plenty of options if we need to mix it up or things are not working the way we'll, we'll, we want it to happen or we need a goal, then we've got the options, haven't we, to, yeah. to go a little bit more... Offensive. So yeah. Bobby's an interesting one, just while I think Matt touched on Bobby. He's only got one year left on his contract now, hasn't he? Yeah. And I'm just thinking what Liverpool are thinking about Bobby. If someone comes in, there's been some you know, rumours about Juventus. Juventus, we know that they're they're quite tight, thinking they'll get a, like a, a, a cut fee for Firmino. But it would be crazy, wouldn't it? I don't think there's any plans for this, but for Firmino to go this year, because... He's staying, apparently. Think, yeah, the, 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 the word... Uh, free next year then. Well, I, I don't know about next year. He, he may do something like a mm. Milner pay as your your play sort of contract almost. But I, I think it's very sorry to uh, cut you off there. I think it's very similar to the Milner situation. There's three or four players in the Liverpool squad at the moment that I think he wants around in the squad to gel the rest of the team together. But Milner, this new evolution, comparable. they're not comparable because Milner's. What is he, 35, 6? Firmino's got a lot of You've got to think of all the stuff that he does away from. No, I agree. He's the best. Oh, he's always well, yeah, I agree, but Firmino won't want a, a pay as you go like, contract. He won't accept it. No, so no, but Klopp's come out and said that, you know, he, he's, he's such a bit. I can't yeah. remember a direct quote. He's, he's basically said he's, he's yeah, a massive, yeah. instrumental to Liverpool's success in yeah. the past and going forward. We can't afford to let him go, can you we? Know, because it's questionable if he's only got 12 months left, whether he'll go on a free next season. I think that's that's fairly obvious. I still he, he could leave, he could leave next summer. You don't know, but the word out is that the club want him to stay. He wants to stay, he's very happy to settle he here. He made that statement by starting him against City, I, I felt. Well, I don't. I don't think he's. He might um, start against Fulham. A busted flush. I, I, I still. Bobby's game's not dependent on pace. It's based on intelligence, and what he needs to do is actually keep fit, so he's got the match sharpness. Because he's had injuries a lot last season. Yeah, yeah. So if if he can keep himself fit, I mean, 
Uh, he probably won't be going, will he, to the World Cup, Firmino? I don't think he's going to be in the Brazil squad. So many Brazilian strikers in there at the moment. Yeah, I don't, you know, don't. So I think he'll get a rest, like, like with the others. Do you, oh yeah, because because they, they are World Cups in the same. The World day. Cups coming. This is this is for the morale of the Liverpool fans. We've lost a Origi, haven't we? We've lost uh, Mane. There's gonna be no song. We've lost. We've lost Taki as well. <laughs> we've lost Taki as well. Didn't have a song for Taki though, did we? No, not a decent one. <laughs> <laughs> not a decent uh, but um, not a decent one. Why, why? What were you singing about Taki? <laughs> oh, Taki Taki. <laughs> No, I, I can't. I don't know what the Bell was it? There was a Minamino song, but um, well, no, uh, the, the only the only concern, um, Matt, for next season uh, is, you know, is that thing? Are we a bit light in midfield? And I thought about are we light in midfield? And Klopp had said, you know, a few weeks ago, some of the early preseason press conferences, don't be ridiculous. We've got tons of players, but then it just if you, there's a couple of things going on here. First of all, everyone's happy with that starting three of Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson. Yeah. The question is what happens when not one's missing, when there's two missing. You might not get two missing. That's the problem. You might not get well, two missing. If two. they stay fit. You might you might not get two missing miss it uh one time. But we, we were they saying, games though. No we were saying last last year's pod weren't we that really our best mid- midfield or really we need two out of them three playing didn't we? And I think yeah. that's what you kind of yeah, Thiago, Matt, but you might know. not get you might you know, not get two of them injured at one time. You know Thiago and his injury record. We, we can almost predict next year he's going to be out for 25-30% of the games. Well, Henderson might have some injuries. Well, and Crystal Ball might do as well. And that's the it's the number of no, games. He might so, not isn't be injured it? at the same time. And Henderson is is a very good replacement for Fab in that holding role. Yeah, he can so, play so the he six. can easily do that. He can. Uh, and then you've got um you've got. Elliot, who can play on the right side, so he's good for Henderson. You've got Kite, who can do a job, he's experienced. And then you've got Curtis Jones as well. Um, Cavalio is probably more of a forward, isn't he? So I don't know where he, he would fit into the midfield. Um, and you've got Ox injured. Well, Ox, Ox is till October, is that something? It's just, just a slight, more not so much about the midfield necessarily, but it's more of a slight concern I have about the injury situation at the moment. We just picked up a few injuries. Jot is injured and Ox were injured. But now... Curtis has picked up a knock. Ibu's picked up a knock. He's going to get a scan on his knee while he's having a scan today. Ali's been injured as well. Uh, Keller's been injured. Morton's gone on loan. Oh, yeah, sorry. Blackburn. So, Millie can play midfield as well. Oh, yeah, Millie Millie can play midfield. So, Millie Millie has actually proved that he can play a decent level. Maybe Klopp's thinking, Pad. You know, if 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 we if we are a bit low on midfield, we'll just we'll we'll play four we'll play four up front. And just play Bobby as a, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, he's not afraid, is he, of adapting? But I think if you if you if you say to yourself, "Well, Liverpool are fine this summer, Pad," there's going to come a point where Henderson, Thiago are going to need replacing, um, and you know, maybe that's why there's talk about Bellingham for next summer. That seems to be the name that's being linked. I think, you know, I think we might be taking a risk if we don't get another midfielder in. We're not going to get another midfielder in, I don't think, unless Curtis's injury is serious. So, um, you know, the proof will be in the pudding, I suppose. Hopefully we'll be, we'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, see, I see both sides. I think from Klopp's point of view, they've got um, the bodies 
and they've got probably the wage bill maxed out, really. I, I don't know how many midfielders you named there, but it was about nine. Um, they let Morton go on loan, so I feel like they're happy with the number they've got. Um, but I think I think just just is it's fair enough because a lot. Of, sorry, the other, I can see the other side of the argument because of the injury record of several of the midfielders. I mean, in a normal season, you could have three to five of those midfielders out just based on the past. So. If you had another couple of injuries on top of that, almost like you know the centre half issue, you you could be in a situation where you you've only got four midfielders and you're rotating. You've got to rotate them three games a week for you know a month. So I I, I agree. I I would have liked to see the midfielder come in. Um, and I think the natural progression of the midfield. I, I still think, given how long. Milner's gone on fourth. Still think there's legs in Thiago and Hendo. I think the way we play, um, you think you do need a bit of an engine in there. So I would like a, you know, some young blood in there. Yeah, like a you know, Bellingham would be perfect. Pardon's um, also that. I know but then got... maybe. Go on, sorry. Oh, sorry to interrupt. You. There's that Bacetic who's uh, only seventeen, who's played in some of the preseason games. I know he. There's only so much you can expect for him, but you know. They do look at not blocking routes. He does look like a, a very promising player. It's it's justifiable. Like you don't um you don't want to block routes. And I think in a normal in a, in a normal world you would give them time and space and we have enough. But I just think because Man City are that good and the level is so high to win the league, you need a hundred points, and that means you need world class replacements as well as the first you know, as a first team. So I think mm. I, I I think there is a little bit of a risk there of, of the quality drop off for a sustained period and pressure of many games in the run. So I would have liked to see someone come in, but I mean they, they they've done the maths and they they kind of you know you gotta gotta trust it's Klopp's decision really that they've it's their decision. They're they're very happy with the bodies they've got. They may they may think in an ideal world we get another midfielder in, but you can only do it once, and you have to get the right player. So maybe they've identified the right player, and they're waiting for January, they're waiting for next year. You know, it's it's a long term vision. We want to compete to be the best team for the next ten years, not just this season. So yeah, um, that as well. We've talked all these signings coming in, outgoings, ingoings, and. Dad identified what the signing that he was most happy with this season. The signing of Klopp for the extension. That's just significant. What Paddy says though is that he's developed this trust now. Klopp has an Liverpool team. You almost feel confident that Klopp knows that if he's got enough in midfield, he's got enough. As fans, you always want players to come in that new midfield, mm. new signings. But if Klopp. And Klopp, we trust. Yeah, exactly. You know, Klopp remains optimistic about it. But as you say, Paddy, all it takes is, or Matt said before, two of the midfielders go in. Uh, if they, they get injured, if you're in big Champions League, league games, big Premier League games, which you can't afford to lose, would you feel confident sticking in Elliot and Curtis, for example? Well, I wouldn't. But before Elliot got yeah, injured... I would. Well, you were. When he first yeah. came in, Elliot looked. was arguably our best player, wasn't he? For the first. Elliot's had a very good. Season. He's had a very good preseason. You've got to give him the opportunity. This is this is why when you buy players from from the, the so called lower teams, 
it's because they've been they've had the opportunity and they've had a run in the in the team and they've been playing. Now I know there's levels and obviously when you're competing for for all the competitions and sometimes you haven't got time to to give the opportunities to, to the to young players. But unfortunately we we've got to say, well actually Elliot looks a quality player. We've got to give him more games as long as he stays fit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I, I think Jones as well, you know, if he can I, I agree. I, it is. It's, I mean, so how many times have you heard over the summer that you know it's it's a big season for Curtis Jones, and you know he's picked up a knock, and he he's got a bit of a, you know, in some quarters a bit of an identity crisis about what type of player he's going to be. You know, do we expect him to be a functional player, or do we expect him to be a creative output player? But um, I think that's that's the only concern about that for the season is is the midfield and. What the thing what you've got to remember this season is the schedule is insane. You know, we've got um what is it, 16 Premier League games before um you know the break is the break in October pad for the World Cup. Uh October, November, maybe I can't remember. December, isn't it? No? The World Cup might be in December, yeah. But or is there a break? Before? Is there a break? There's a break before that, yeah, to get the players ready, I think. I'll have to check that. Pad, you can Google that, but there's basically gonna December. be I think twelfth of November. Fourth of November. Twelfth of November is the last prem game. Twelfth of November. Okay, wow. yeah. So that, that is a big break, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So, so you you're going to be going. The first few get the first few games we've got are actually um, one a week, and then it, it it quickly goes. I think to to three games a week. So that's going to be pretty intense. You're not going to be able to play Thiago or Henderson or Fabinho. Three times in a week. It's going to be a really interesting season with, with that happening, you know, because we're t- we once again we were talking about the midfield yeah. and how vulnerable we could potentially be if we start getting injuries. Because as you were talking about that, then I was thinking in the back of my mind, Naby gets injured at times, Thiago, but Fab. but so what I was going to say on that is we don't know after the the World Cup what. What's, what state players are going to come back in? It, it, it really is sometimes. It's unpredictable. That, that, that's for everyone, isn't it? But we, everyone, yeah. there's a couple of things, though. The thing we think we have to remember is that, like when we're talking about like ways around low blocks and, and, and ways of improving against the very best teams and on and, and picking the lock, is that Liverpool were very, very close, as I said at the outset, to becoming immortal last season. So there isn't, you know, unless something serious happens with injuries, we'll be fine. Well, all the other teams have improved as well. I don't think we'll compete on all fronts as we did last season because that was just ridiculous. But maybe we could, not to go off here on a point on its own, but maybe we can kind of sacrifice a couple of the lesser cups this season. They're not lesser cups when we won them, but maybe this season we yeah. can have a bit more focus and emphasis on the, on the league and, and, and the Champions League again. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think we just want to. We want to actually compete. Um, try to win everything again. I think because if you look at last season, how much how much enjoyment did we get out of the domestic cups? You know, we went to Wembley, and it was you know a brilliant day, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so this is what football's about, isn't it? It's like when the, you know, winning the Community Shield. I mean, at the end of the day, no one's saying that it's a prestigious trophy, but it, we won it. That's what we wanted to do. And the players enjoyed it afterwards and we enjoyed watching it. So that's all it's about, isn't it? It was so- a nice shift in mentality though, wasn't it? You know, they were saying that the Community Shield, the season started on that game in opposed to perhaps other years where it's just been like a fitness game. 
Yeah, Trent so, said that, so, didn't he? Trent did say that on his post-match interview. So it's it's, it's an interesting mentality, isn't it? How no, actually, this is the season starts today. I think the both because of how close the two teams were last year and have been the last couple of years, it almost made the game spicy, more important, more intense, more spicy. Is not to say, yeah, because of the rivalry. You like that? Then you set the marker down for the season. The full strength team, two two teams with two big new signings. All the headlines were set up, and yeah. that's why I think what was so happy. And I said this after the game was that the Nunes lots of um, inappropriate comments on online about him, but. The fact that he scored in a big game is significant. That confidence. confidence. The, the, the other thing to say about the season is that um, you know, talking about it being unpredictable, Salah's going to go off. I think, you know, very fast out of the blocks in terms of goals. I mean, you see how well he played on the weekend. He's probably the man of the match against City. Yeah, he was. He's got what is it? You know, sixteen Premier League games. I mean, he'll be looking to score in every one of them. And then, unfortunately for him, he doesn't go to the World Cup. So he he's just fresh then, ready to go oh, with, with a lot of other players. And it'll be interesting to see, won't it? There'll probably be some analysis about which players are going and who benefits from the break and who doesn't. But, you know, you forget with Salah. We were happy that he signed a contract because he is, with De Bruyne, the best player in the league. And he, he you know, so he could win the league for us. Yeah. You know, and I, I think... There's, there's. I, I think really we're going to be looking to win 14, 15 of those 16 games. That's going to be the aim. I've missed this. I've missed James. Setting of a market. I think it's 11 straight wins. I think that's going to be it. I think they're going to be looking to drop as, as few points as possible. They're going to go at the league hard and try and get like a six point lead on City going into that, that break. Mm. And then, and then, and then. You know, See what happens, yeah. Yeah, recalibrate. And the other thing to say finally is um talking about injuries as well is five subs is going to be a big thing for Liverpool because we've seen in the Champions League last season that um you know when you, you on 60 minutes you can bring on you know Nunes, um Jota and Carvalho, for example, you can just suddenly bring on you know world class, well, not that not in some cases, but brilliant players. Who can just turn a game? So, I think it's going to be a really interesting season. I think that there's some of the things to keep to keep a lookout for. You know, can can Nunes, you know, be be a, be a hit? Yeah. Uh, can uh, Diaz, you know, start converting goals? Because I think he could be, you know, player of the season candidate. I think he's that good. He just got to take the next step. You know, who's going to play at centre back for us this season? You know, four of them look. Look good, Ibu's got a little injury at the moment. Um, that's the Gomez signed the contract. I wasn't confident at all about that, but the fact that you've got, I mean, you can't forget Gomez was part of the Premier League title win. Yeah, it's a good point. I forgot to mention that English centre half. I mean, just to answer your question, James, I think it was a rhetorical question, but it's like, you know, I think I would start Canate and um, Van Dyke this season. I know Matty, 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 look good though as well. Yeah, it looks good, Matip. Yeah, Matip gives us a different dimension because he brings out the, um, you know, the, the the ability to bring out the ball really is not. I don't. It, Canate is quite good at that, but I think Matip is actually. Do that, does he? Doesn't really do no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He can do that, but he doesn't do it. It's obviously a, a, ta- a tactical thing. But um, Fulham, Fulham on the weekend, we're going to obviously convene after the Fulham match. Um, 
anyone anyone thinking that it's not going to be a Liverpool win? I think Liverpool look you know ready for the season. I know that you know they've had pre-season. I'd be look they look fired up. I can see a comprehensive victory against Fulham. Yeah, I think they, they were fired up. Agreed, agreed. The fitness looked yeah. better against City, didn't they? It looked like we're actually the yeah. the pre-season. We look ready to go, and I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think Liverpool are ready to to really go out and make a statement at the start yeah. of the season. I think that's the plan. Season. That's the yeah. plan, isn't it? And just, uh, just, just, just go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, really it's a good go. point. Though, so nice, though. Now after the break, just to be like so excited for that game on the weekend. Um, let's let's um, let's back. hope let's hope that Fulham are not going to be feeling happy that they're uh, back in the Premier League. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. We will be back next week after the Fulham game to review the opening game of the season. Up the Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when describe this was Boom. <laughs> <laughs>